Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah man? I am chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, good. It's been a it's been a minute. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. yeah. I had I just uh, had the Mexico trip, and now I'm back. And now we're back to recording again and, and getting to it because the, the STR world needs us. Yeah, man. The <laughs> STR world is on fire right now. <laughs> well, ah! it's good fires and bad fires, right? So here we <laughs> yeah, go. Man. Um, this is episode 161 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Turo, Lyft, Uber, all that stuff, Share Economy podcast in the world, and we're coming at you from Fort Worth and Arlington, Texas, and we're going to get into it. BF-dub, let's go. <laughs> let's go. The state of the STR world. Um, everybody and their mama's jumping in, man. Yeah, it is. And uh, apartment complexes are catching on. They're putting in 30-day minimum stays and everything else. So you got to get creative. But uh, how, how's everything been on your end? Because I know you, you've been, y'all, you and Federico have been picking up units, right? Yeah, yeah. We got, we got a total of um, uh, six altogether. So, yeah, so we, we kind of hit a little bit of a, I won't say brick wall, because I've I've been, you know, he, he's over there in, in Buenos Aires, you know, running the operation from over there. I'm, I'm, you know, I was going pretty strong and heavy for a while going to see apartments in Dallas every, every week. Um, and the frustrating part, I'll go ahead and say what, what's, um, what's worked best for me is dealing with the individual mom and pop owners of these condos, stuff like that, because mm-hmm. they're, you know, Apartment complexes are hard, man. It's getting it's getting really hard. As soon as they, I mean, they know the game now. They, you, you can't trick them with the with the wording anymore. Because oh oh, you're talking about Airbnb. Uh, well, kind of, you know. So they <laughs> either they hop to that right away, or they say no no, that's fine. We allow that here. Yeah, we'll let you get as many units. And then um oh well um corporate yeah they said that you can't do that here. I'm like God dang it, what are you wasting my freaking time for? So I just I, I've on my end, and and you and you're gonna talk into this more. I know you are about having uh, how important um, business credit is, because I don't have that yet. And on my end, um, it's 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 getting really really hard to convince apartment complexes to let you do this if you don't have established business credit LLC, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I think the next phase will be even hard for those people because there is I don't know. It's just. It's just um, they're hip to the game now, and and there's got to be a, a different approaches, different ways to get in, get your foot in the door. So you might be able to talk on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you got to definitely have business credit. You definitely got to be structured correctly. Um, uh, when you're pitching, because I, I I told I, I just said this on a clubhouse call. I'm out of the pitch game. In my last ten that I picked up, I had zero participation in the pitch. The pitch nice. is now outsourced. I just let I partner with people. They pitch it. I just come in as the backup guy, the guy who signs the lease and the paperwork, and we go. But as far as the pitch goes, the pitch is still good. It's just you have to know. I think the pitch is getting hard because people are don't realize that they're a short-term rental accommodation company and they are not an Airbnb company. So when they say no Airbnb, that should be fine to you because not only do you get 
clientele through Airbnb, but you're not even going to mention Airbnb to them. You're going to show them your direct booking website and show them that you have your own clientele base. Tell them who you work with and who you serve. Straight out of my guy, Jay Massey's book. But that's the thing on uh, pitching, pitching it to the apartment complexes. Um, most people here know Airbnb. They freak out. But you have to realize you're not an Airbnb company, you're a corporate housing company, and you have clientele outside of that. And this goes to you need to be building a brand outside of Airbnb. You need to have your own direct booking site. You need to have your own clientele base. And let me just tell you, and I'll tell you the benefit of doing that. So the other day, we got an email from a, a corporate golf company, a, uh, a golf advertisement company, and they partnered with our company in Arkansas. For, for the golf courses in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And I was like, man, how did you find this? I got on the phone with him. His name is Jared. I talked to him and he was like, oh, I was just going through uh, companies, uh, local companies, and you guys came up. And I'm like, oh. And I was like, that's how you found these? Yeah. And he goes, now he was like, uh, do you serve any other locations? I said, I have Houston, Dallas. And he was like, look, I can plug you into those golf courses too. And that's going to be a total of 12 golf courses for $4,000. We're going to be the headline of the around the golf courses. We're going to have our billboard, our board up. So that is the power of branding yourself and advertising for yourself. So now I can say, so you know, who plays golf, rich white dude. So, <laughs> I can, <laughs> so I can now change that as one of, to one of my target avatars. So when I go to an apartment complex, Hey, I work with the local golf courses around here and the people that come to town that need to play golf, they have a place to lay their head. And I serve that community. So that's just about of how you pitch it. So it's all about how you pitch it, and you can definitely pitch and get a yes. Um, now, are they more hip to it? Yes, they are more hip to it, but you just have to be a little bit more creative, and you need to look apart. Because most people, they're walking in there, they ain't got no website. They just have, you know, a little landing page. That, that, that's got to get cut out right now. You know, you got to be look apart. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, but me, I'm out of the pitch game, man. I don't like pitching. I like <laughs> set up and get the rolling, put the systems in place. Um, so, yeah, I'm out of the pitch game. So, I, mean, I got lucky to partner with people. And if you really want to pick up units, man, partner with people. That's really what you got to do. That's uh, all. That's golden advice right there. Are you looking to pick up more arbitrages? Oh, man, I'm about to sit still for a minute, dude. I'm like right now, I'm kind of, man, I'm kind of stressed. We're finishing six right now. We got five in Dallas, one in Arkansas. Um, so we're furnishing those up. We'll, we're trying to have one done by this weekend. And then the rest of the four, I'm going to have Sarah's, Sarah's crew do, Sarah and uh, Beckham have her crew do it, do the setup. Well, do the, uh, they're going to do a remote setup. And now I have a guy who will set everything up if, as long as everything's in the apartment. I kind of found a, a member. I was telling you guys, I was having trouble. How do you automate the setup? So I kind of figured out a way. I was like, so what we do is we order the locks, give Amazon a code to get in and let Amazon put all of our packages inside. Then we have a setup guy come in behind it, open up all the packages, take inventory, and then set the unit up. And that's how we're doing them. Uh, but, yeah, we're just, man, we're, I'm running into, speaking of business credit, I didn't have enough. So I'm in one of those situations where I'm kind of like, you know, getting creative, you know. So I was talking with my mastermind group, and they showed me some creative ways to get additional financing. Uh, a place called Divvy, D-I-V-V-Y. Um, and they do business credit. It's all on the business side. So it's business charge accounts. So I'm, I'm getting real creative and learning a lot. You know, when you put your back against the wall, you put pressure on yourself, you either going to fold or make diamonds. So, you know, mm. I'm forcing myself to make diamonds. So that, that's pretty much where I am. But yeah, man, the, the, the apartment play is still in 
it's still good. Uh, partner with people, you know, find somebody who's trying to pick up like 20 units and can't take them on by, on by themselves and partner with them. That's how I've been doing it. You know, I just had a yes on the arbitrage. I would, would be furnishing seven right now, but I passed one off to a friend of the show who was in the local area where I do arbitrages and where I own. So I passed it off to him and he hit the ground running. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Mikey B. Hmm? Mikey B. Mikey B. No, no, no. That, that, I partnered with him. That, I'm talking about the different one. Yeah, Michael oh. Brown. We partnered on uh, seven out in Dallas. So I have five. He took two. And I took five two bedrooms. So, but once these are up, man, I'm going a, I'm to a chill for a minute, focus on building up my business credit a little bit more and getting like uh, additional financing, like home equity lines of credit. Because I don't know if I told you guys, but Mahogany plans on putting in her two weeks next month. Mm. So, yeah, man. A lot of good nice. stuff coming. Nice, nice. So were you setting up the units too? Were you doing the setups too? The, what do you mean the setups? On the ones in Dallas, were you helping set them up? Uh, no, I haven't really been helping set them up. I had to help move because remember we traded in, we took one of the condo places. So I helped uh, call the movers over and I had to like instruct the move to move from the storage over, over there to the uh, actual place. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to see if I can outsource this setup as much as possible. Right, right, right. That's cool. Outsource it all, right? If you can. <laughs> and you said something about you're going to buy like six or seven properties coming up or what happened? Yeah, my goal after these five are up, the five arbitrages, I want to buy seven houses, see if I can get seven of them. And then that'll put me at 10. I own 10 and then, you know, go from there. Now, do you think that the arbitrage could be, is, it could be like a distraction from you purchasing? Not at all. Uh, I, I picked up these five and I closed on a house on Friday. So now, oh, wow. And, and, and let me kind of, and I'm, I'm happy you bring that up. And that this is very, very important. This is the, the matter of splitting your business from your personal because I can purchase on the personal side and then still do arbitrage on the business side. So nothing affects anything. And then oh, when nice. I get the house in my name, I lease it to the LLC and then the LLC is now in charge of getting it up and running and it's now on the business side again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's all about really just business. Business structure is huge. And I, uh, matter of fact, speaking of Michael B, speaking of Michael Brown, we need to have him back on here because he really opened my eyes to stuff like after the snowpocalypse, which is also a great way to get deals right now. A lot of these apartment complexes, they're all effed up because of the, the snow mm. and a lot of the pipes, they're still getting everything back and up and running. We actually have a friend out in Grand Prairie. They just literally got the water back on last week from all that because oh, of how geez. bad it is. But that's how we got this good, sweet deal up in North Dallas um, was, you know, they, they got hit by that storm. A lot of people left the apartment complex and they needed leases. Uh, but speaking of Michael, what he made me think of was creative insurance strategies. So I, I decided to go ahead and start using proper. These five I'm using proper on. But what I've decided to do with my ones that I own I found a way to put trip, double and triple coverage on the, on the places. So what I did was most of the time when people own property and they try to Airbnb it, they're short-term rented, they just simply go try to get proper and have proper escrow put proper on as the main insurance. So what I did was I was like, okay, if proper is mainly for vacation rentals, we don't really live in a vacation rental market. The places I have aren't really in vacation rental markets. So I use regular homeowners insurance after I put the regular homeowner's insurance, that's for me, the owner. I lease it to the LLC and I let the LLC put proper on there. 
So now I have two layers of insurance for direct bookings in particular. And I have loss of income from proper. And if anything goes wrong, roof leaks, all that, I have my regular homeowners insurance and proper, I think covers that too. And if you have an Airbnb guest, you get their coverage on you as well. So I've been really learning a lot about business structure as well. I never thought about on the ownership side because your, your goal for your business is to be a rental arbitrage business, even if you own, because you need to be written it to your LLC. And I talked to my CPA about it. He goes, yeah, that's the fastest way to pay yourself is to have your LLC paying you rent every month. So I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's freaking sweet. Yeah. So, so uh, you, go, go ahead. So let, let's say, for example, how, so I have, you know, I have these six with, um, with Federico, right? Mm-hmm. So, and of course they're in my name because I didn't have the business credit or whatever. Could I go ahead and turn around after I leased it from, from them, you know, from the individuals or, or what apartment complex, mm-hmm. could I go ahead and, and, and sign a lease over to Argist Rentals, like for the, the remainder of the term, like, you know, it's like you said, renting it to myself and then let Argist Rentals rent it out to other people. Yes, but it's a little bit different because you're, you're, you're now, do you have a subleasing clause in your, in your contract? Yeah. Yeah. I can sell. Okay. So you do. Okay. So yeah, you could technically rent it out to Argus and then Argus pays you whatever you want them to pay you. And then you let Argus run the short-term rental side. (laughs) So yeah. So like what you like for, and this is something I'm just now, I knew it, but I didn't, I wasn't impl- implementing it. Now I'm implementing. I'm like, Oh shit. My personal cash flow went up, you know, cause that's what it's supposed to do. So your house, let's say your house. And I think, where was it? Um, Hearst, mm-hmm. when you were operating it, you should have leased it to an LLC. Let your LLC be on Airbnb. That's the face of your company. Let that run it. And then it pays you whatever you want. Like it's just a traditional rental. Like you want them to pay you 1200 a month. They pay you 1200 a month. You take that cash flow, put it in your pocket. This is the best part. Most of the time when you're a long-term rental, you got to keep all this reserves on hand. But guess what? Your LLC got the reserves and they got the insurance to protect you if something happens because you get loss of income from proper. Oh, shit. (laughs) Proper insurance, man. Yeah. I need to really, I need to dig into that. And it's not even that expensive, right? uh, No, not really. I mean, compared to like, if you're, I mean, shit, you're doing, make, doing short-term rentals anyway. So no, nah, it ain't that expensive. It's like 30 bucks a month or something. Yeah. Well, it might be a little bit more than that. Ours is a little bit more than that. Those five, two, twos, it was a little bit more than that. But I All mean, right. you ain't paying it anyway. It's coming out the LLC's pocket. All right. So let's, <laughs> exactly. Let's slow it down for the, for the guests. I mean, for the, for the listeners right now. So you get you a house or apparently you get you an arbitrage. You go. I haven't done it on the deal. arbitrage route deal. I okay. Arbitrage route. But I don't see why it would matter because I, I sign leases with people that, that rent it for me. That's, you know, on the sublease, right? I, yes. Like a travel nurse comes to town for three months. They sign a, I sign a, I get a lease signed with them. Mm-hmm. And then, so they sign a lease with me. I'm renting from, you know, Stephen Swadis. And, and so anyways, that's my, that's my question. So why, why not just rent, Okay, I rent it from, you know, the individual or the apartment complex. Now, you know, I signed a lease with them. Now I and I have in the clause I can sublease. And I'm just going to sublease the whole rest of the term to Argus Rentals LLC. Mm-hmm. So now they're renting it from me. Correct. And so I'm getting paid from the LLC. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and of course me, I'm paying the apartment complex, whatever. I'm throwing proper on top of that. Mm-hmm. And so the, um, and then the LLC <laughs> sub sub leases it. <laughs> yeah. They, you they lease it. You. They, yeah, exactly. And then you get a, you get a third party involved, which there's companies out there that track your uh, rental history, your rental payment history. Mm-hmm. And then, and they give you, and, and, you know, it raises your credit. So if incredible, house, incredible that's what it's incredible. called. Incredible. Cause there's a few of them. Yeah. Incredible. And, and you pay them what, like, I don't know, five or 10 bucks a month if for mm-hmm. the service, something like yeah. that. It's cheap. Incredible. And then, um, and so they're tracking every single month for this 12 month or 18 month or whatever you sign lease. Hey, Argus Rentals is paying on time every time, first of the month, their rent. So you're building business credit that way. Even though the apartment complex wouldn't let you put it in the LLC because they, you know, you don't have business credit yet. Yet you're piggybacking on top of your own self mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to build business fucking credit. This is brilliant, man. This is, yeah. see, we're blowing people's minds right now, Micah. Do you realize this? <laughs> I know you're like 20 levels ahead of everybody. You got to slow down sometimes. Say, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's some listeners here that are feverishly in their car dr- writing this shit down, you know? I hope y'all uh, in your car writing this shit down. Yeah. Pull over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're the most pulled over show there is, right? <laughs> well, we are minorities. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just so many different ways of being creative because I was just like, man, he uh, really, Mike, shout out to Mike because he made me really think, sit out and think about that. He's like, man, we got to like, and I think you said it too after the snowstorm. Like, dude, we got to start rethinking insurance. Because Texas can't take snow. It just simply can't. You know what I mean? They don't have the infrastructure for it. Man. Yeah, we, we saw that. We saw that. We don't. We can't do like a whole week straight of negative degrees anyways. Oh, we can do a couple of days, baby. That's it. Yeah. It's like these, and even these units we got, like I'm saying, like half of these units, they're still tore down, man. Like we getting the, we're getting the units that were messed, that were messed up that they already fixed. The ones that yeah. are still broke down, like I started telling you, man, you want to go to Dallas and pick up units, bro. It's some desperate people out there. And then I talked to one of the neighbors and she was like, she told me two things. She was like, yeah, that. she goes, half the people left after that snowstorm because they couldn't, you know, if the water has been off, you know, they, they, they got the right to leave and cut the lease. And then uh, the other half, some of the people she said got evicted. And I'm like, how did they get evicted, man? You know? And I do think people are pushing eviction, like giving you evicted right now. Right. That's what I was thinking. But then I start thinking about it. Maybe you're hitting people with the um, the notice to vacate, and some people might not know the law, and so they just leave. So I don't I don't know if apartment complexes are doing that. I mean, you know, I don't know, but I can see apartment complexes taking advantage of people. I don't know if they're doing that, but you know. Mm-hmm. Man, I I know a good play right now would probably be because uh, the moratorium is going to come to an end eventually, right? So there's a lot of these <laughs> there's a lot of these uh, landlords with renters that have been there for a fucking year and paid them shit. And so and they want and they if you can get a hold of some of these landlords that are in a bad situation and say hey I'll buy your house as is with the renters inside, you know, you're going to get a chunk of money, you're done with this this losing money every month fiasco. Ooh. I know, I know, I know. Have a nice heart to heart talk with the <laughs> with the renters say listen all that back rent i don't give a shit just start paying me what you can month one 
and I ain't gonna evict you when the moratorium ends, and then we'll rework something else. Of course, when a moratorium ends, get them, get them the hell out of your house. But <laughs> I'm just Still, saying that might be a play. It could be, but this and then this is one thing I was thinking about, and oh, I forgot who said this. They said this is what you have to think about. But I was on bigger pockets. I've been on bigger pockets real tough lately. I've been meeting some heavy hitters on there too, but I've been on the bigger pockets forums, and somebody brought up a good point about the moratorium. He goes, we have to still think about the moratorium like this. He goes, okay, the day they cut the moratorium, you still got to go down there, file the paperwork for the eviction. They're going to be backlogged as hell because of all the paperwork. He goes, he goes, you can possibly do that. He goes, you might be better off just waiting till, till you know, till blood's in the streets and them people just hey, they shit's in the auction or, or, you know what I mean? Or they, you can just get it on a sub two or something like that. Cause that was one thing I didn't think about either, but that could work, but you just got to know how long that eviction process is going to take. Cash for keys, that shit, man. That too. You could cash for keys. It. Maybe you buy the house from the people go in there and talk to these uh, renters and say, Hey man, $5,000 in your pocket. If you bounce today. Yeah. I don't know. That's for a real. lot of money to somebody. It, it, yeah, <laughs> somebody five Gs. Somebody would do it, especially if you know they ain't been working. Yeah, cash for keys will work. That's a good. One. See, and that's why I like stuff like this because you got to get uh, creative and strategic. You know, because um, right. I'm about to start after these. After I get these ones up, I'm gonna start looking for another. You know, bur- another bird property. Mm. Um, I've been noticing watching a few of them come up, but yeah, man, it's. And then I'm also, man, I'm, I'm this close to selling my damn house, dude. Next door just sold their house for two eighty. Mm. Three bedroom house, two baths, way smaller than mine. I'm like, yo, wow. So, Dude, you, you you can grant Cardone some shit because right now you can rent a badass house cheaper than a freaking mortgage would cost because I'm, the prices I'm are. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you wanted to, like you said, sell your house, get that big old chunk of money, and then go rent a badass place until all the dust settles and the, you know, what goes up must come down. This is ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> crazy, man. But I've seen some badass houses for rent for fucking cheaper than a mortgage, man. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just like, man, I could live in that house and just rent this one out or, or, or you know. My thought process was this, really. If I was to sell, I sell... Go live in like a three-bedroom apartment for a little minute. Live there for a minute and then burr a house and then buy it, rehab it, live in it, refinance it, get a hell of a rate on the refi because I live in it, and then do it that way. And then the house looks exactly how you want it because you just rehabbed it to how you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking oh, about shit. that. Hmm? Get a house Get a house built. You can get a house built wherever you want brand new house yeah it's expensive though man you know me i'm a cheapskate i like to have something nice at a cheap price well <laughs> yeah if you could tell them to build a you know a separate house out back there you go that too and we, we and that's something we were talking about you know a lot of people you know a lot of people are moving out to waxahachie for that reason they got all that land out there man they move out to waxahachie get a nice house built put another house on the back they chilling so yeah, it's, it's yeah. a bunch of things to consider man so I, I was meaning to ask this uh, um, Andrew Kitchell, who was supposed to be the guest today, couldn't make it to hop on next time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was meaning to ask him what um, what he thinks the whole, if this whole remote work thing will, will stick. And so I'll, I'll ask you that because you've been working remote for a while, right? I'm happy you bring that up uh, because my job, they mm-hmm. actually just started pushing for everyone to come back into the office. 
and you know they already have the managers back in they have days they swap out or whatever but I, I don't know I think certain companies this is how I feel about it I think the innovative companies are gonna be like forget it work from home because one we ain't got to pay these damn these damn more uh you know these leases and mortgages whatever else you know so they're like forget it work from home everyone's efficient let's do it that way but a lot of companies aren't but I don't know this is what I don't know I don't know the percentage of companies that are innovative and saying, hey, let's stay at home. Um, and then out of that percent, would it be enough to create a marketplace for it? You know what I mean? Because mm. th- yeah. that, that's what I don't know. I haven't done the research and the details on that. And I'm pretty sure you do a LinkedIn search and start finding out, you know, where, where, where jobs are pointed. I know the big wigs, you know, the Netflixes, the Googles, they all for you working at home, you know. Um, right, right. But I, I, right now, there's still a there's still a market for that, you know. Shit, I got friends who've been in Mexico for a whole damn month, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like working from over there. But I mean, it's becoming the norm, man. I, I mean, if if I owned a company to where I had remote workers, I'd push for it. I mean, people are happier that way, man. You could pay them less than a a, corp, a company that makes them go to work, and you still you'll still get them because hey, man, exactly. you, don't have to, you don't have to come to the office. I'd, I'd rather have that job than you know make ten grand more at a place where I have to go every freaking day. Exactly, and I, I tell people, man, you guys start thinking about being innovative, like right now. And I know my job; they were saying if we're gonna do it, I think they're gonna say they said we'll we'll ha- allow people to have one remote work day a week, and I'm like, damn. But you know, <laughs> and, and you got to think about it like from a financial standpoint of the, your workers. They aren't on the road. They aren't burning gas. They aren't ripping and running, have to drop their kids off at school, got to do this. Man, it's just been such a simple process. And I do think a lot, I, I'll say this, I could see a shift in the workplace for the places that are going to require their people come back. Meaning I could see people going for remote positions and, and you, can, you already see it on LinkedIn. Like every LinkedIn job that comes across, I know in my field of work, which is engineering, it's, hey, uh, X amount of dollars per year remote. And they put remote in there on purpose because they're letting you know, hey, you don't have to come into the office. So, That's awesome, dude. <laughs> and it, it is. I think it's just, it's just where the world – I think it's where the world is going, man. Think about it. This whole year, the world changed. The world literally changed. Everything's virtual. Like, I, I closed on houses through a computer screen, like through a dude in Florida who's on a computer screen being a notary. You know, it's just <laughs> – you know, look at the jobs it's created, though. Look how many people went and got their notary license simply because of the pandemic. You got to tell us that notary story that you, you alluded to online. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, this, this, I ain't going to say the name, but this notary, this not notary company, but this uh, 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 title company, man, they just were just all over the place on closing day, man. They were sending me all the documents that needed to be notarized. I'm like, I'm not a damn notary, man. <laughs> A notary's online. You can literally get a notary online to notarize paperwork and we all sit online and do it. I mean, I'm dude, I've done like three, four refinances this whole damn pandemic. So, I mean, it ain't that hard, but yeah, it's just like, dude, some people don't. And this is what, that's what I mean by innovative. You have to be innovative. You have to know what's changing, what's going on, especially to be, if you want your business to grow, you have to be constantly changing with the world, man. Mm. And by the way, that's a plug for you guys. If you guys want to make some damn good additional income, get your notary license. Like I know your wife, she's at home with kids. She can make a boatload of shitload of money. She get her notary license. Really? 
<laughs> she, all she needs is a laptop. Oh, she could do it online. She doesn't yeah. have to go nowhere. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> write that one down. We, yeah, if you want to make some money, yeah, get you a notary license. Cool. But so yeah, so like with your with your business, you said um you said that you 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 slowed down. What what did you slow down? Why did you slow down? Well, I I'll say it. I mean, I was sitting there pretty hot and heavy until Mexico. Okay. And then I, you know, of course I was gone for a week or a little bit longer than a week over there. And I just didn't give me time to sit back and reflect. And so I mean, I still, I still went and saw some places and still, you know, striking out left and right. But I, I, to, I you know, it's funny. I, I'm revisiting one thing that we talked about early on in the shows is um, I started reading, I started seeing all these articles, how there's, there's a, there's a shortage in the U S of rental cars because mm-hmm. a, a lot of these, you know, rental car places sold off a lot of their inventory when, because of COVID and all that stuff. So anyways, they're, 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 there's a shortage of them and they're expensive and you see these long ass lines at these places. So I think it might be your time for a tour to start, you know, taking off as the, as what it's been, you know, promised to be. And I'm like, I told Federico, maybe we should get a, a couple tours, man. He's all down for it. Hey. So I went ahead and got pre-approved just to, just to try one out and see how it goes. And, um, so of course, you know, <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's start off on the right page. Yeah. Don't put it in your name. Go get your LLC. Go to BBVA Bank, and they will help you put a car in your, in your business name. I'll, oh, I'll even plug you up with the lady. Her name's Schlein. Even though we don't have business credit. Work with her. Just tell her, hey, I, I don't have business credit. She might tell you how to get it so you can get it in your, in your, in your business name. Okay, text yeah. me that or her. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send your info. Uh, she's a BBVA contact. Um, and by the way, everybody out there, BBVA will help you get a car out of your personal name and into your business name if you need it to be done. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just need to make a business account with them. Uh, one, one thing I'll tell you, yeah, go ahead and get start everything off right in your business name. Don't get nothing to pre-approve because what you're doing is because you, you eventually want to buy houses again, right? Right, right, right. When you start getting like, cars all that stuff you don't want that stuff on your dti man mm. yeah you want to keep it that that's why that's the power in business credit you can keep it off your dti so that house that i that i that i rehabbed and i rolled all the furniture costs and i rehabbed it i did it with a business line of credit so when i refinanced the house and they pulled my credit they couldn't see it yeah so, nice 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 yeah. but yeah go ahead what were you saying Oh yeah, so that's what that's what we were talking about. Trying to let's, let's try a churro. Maybe we can get a couple of them, and just um, it might be the right place at the right time for for uh, for a successful churro business. Have y'all have y'all thought about doing hire car instead? See, and and we talked about that too because uh, Tiano has the plug on that, right? Mm-hmm. But but the guy's out in um, Atlanta right now, right? Mm-hmm. So he'd have, you know, he'd walk the whole walk you through the whole. I, we, we actually. Um, we checked out his video. I think we talked. Yeah, we we scheduled. A, we talked to him. Okay. But 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 we you know he'd he'd have to, he'd he'd run everything from Atlanta. So all her cars. Well, she's in Atlanta too, right? Yeah. And um, so us, we'd get a car or a couple cars or whatever through them, and um, they'd have the fleet of our cars over there, and they'd run everything there, and they they rent them out to people there. So we would never even see the car, which nothing wrong with that either right so they have a spot i guess they they take care of them they maintenance them and they wash them and all that stuff and they rent them out and they and they utilize hire car for all that Mm -hmm. so i was like 
I told Federico we could look into that too, and we wouldn't have to have a middleman, you know, if we could we could do hire car here, right? Mm-hmm. And so we could just deal directly with whoever's going to rent the car long term from us. What what I would tell you to do, if you go up and down Division in Arlington, there's a bunch of deadbeat car lots out there. Deadbeat car lots. Like they ain't making no money. That's <laughs> serious. So this was and this is my play, and I'll I'll let you in on it too if you want to do it. My next door neighbor owns a car lot up there on Division. He actually owns a car man. He actually he owns a car lot. He owns a barbershop. He owns a bunch of different businesses. Nice. But his car lot, and I asked him, and I asked him if, he could, if I could do it. He would. I said, uh, "Hey man, could you charge me to keep my cars on your lot when I start your hire car?" And then I'm like, "You already have the place manned, right?" He goes, "Yeah, it's manned all the time. He goes whenever you know." And I was like, "Well, could you charge me and you just take care of the car because he has a full blown service. They clean, wash cars, and everything." I'm like damn, I could partner with him. So you could partner with one of them car lots and my neighbor, he's down. He's, he's, yeah, he's already really? done to do it. Yeah, he, he's, he buys and sells cars. Because I told him, I'm like, man, if you buy and sell these cars and these cars are moving slow, you should you might want to rent them out on higher car Because he already has the inventory. You know what I mean? Right, right. So right. he can give you the car buying game and you just give him the rental game. You got a partnership. <laughs> yeah, man. There you go. I like these partnerships, man. Man, that's um, the way to go. Yeah, because that that is the biggest um, the biggest headache in all this is the turnover on the car. How are you going to handle mm-hmm. the turnovers? And so um, that would be perfect. They took care of it and everything, and washed it and get it ready for the next for the next person. Exactly. And, um, and his detailer is a hell of a dude. He details our car. Hell of a dude. Oh wow. <laughs> he, he details the shit out of the inside of a car. Like, yeah. Yeah. How much does that cost? Uh, he only charged us sixty for a full detail. Sixty bucks in and out. Yeah, sixty bucks in and out, man. You'll be shining inside, shining, cleaned out, like smell like a brand new car. Wow, is that just is that y'all's price, or does he charge everybody the same price? I don't know. It might be price <laughs> the hookup. Yeah, it might be the hookup. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. But he don't mind it. I mean, if he now, if you tell him, hey, sixty, and we got ten cars on a lot, shit, he might come down even lower. You know. Right. Right. So As, you know, the thing is, if he has space for your like a fleet of cars, you know, he does. That's why I asked him. I'm like, man, about like 10 of them. Cause I can tell you where his car lot is. It's right there off division, like right by the stadium. So mm-hmm. he has the space. The uh, thing that I was thinking about, is just, I don't know the times of the pickups and drop-offs. And I also don't know. I know one thing I did hear about hire car. I heard they, they keep them a longer time. Cause I talked. Yeah. To, I yeah. I think I talked to Tiana and she was like, she hadn't seen one of her cars in a month, with the game, which is good, you know, <laughs> you know, so which is a cool thing, you know, you making money, but that's yeah, because hire car they they rent them out and then they go they turn around and they they use them for their Uber or mm-hmm. Lyft or or um, Instacart or whatever the hell. See, it, and I felt like that was a better business model than Turo because I feel like you're getting a better customer. I think I feel like it's more business to business than a business to consumer. Because like I was talking on Clubhouse to a group of Turo guys. And the guy was like, yeah, man, they're going to mess up your car. He goes, bald tires, you know, spinning shit out. I was like, oh, damn, man. But he was like, it's it's worth the cost in the end. But <laughs> that's what I was looking more at a higher car because I felt like it was a better business model. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we've rented cars before, and we had a bump too hard to go, ah, it's a rental. <laughs> yeah, it ain't yours. Yeah. You know, exactly. It ain't yours, you know. So it's something to think about. So it's interesting. It's, a, it, it's just – it's just I, I I was talking to him. I was like, man, I you know I I see all these pages. Everybody's getting into into Airbnb um, arbitrage, right? 
everybody's getting into or just Airbnb in general, but a lot of people are, are like getting hip to the arbitrage game and flooding the markets with the one bedroom. So I guess you got, you know, another move would be moving to the two bedrooms or three bedrooms even, but um, it's just, it's just, when everybody's doing one thing going this way, it's not, it's not a bad idea to go the other way. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, well, everybody's over there focused on oh, arbitrage, arbitrage, arbitrage. You know, everybody's on clubhouse. Everybody's on all the Airbnb site, the um, Facebook pages and just this and that. And I was like, well, everybody's doing that. It's just, you know, like you said, it could be a race to the bottom because then they start panicking and putting the prices really cheap and you're, you're competing with, you're trying to get a hundred and something a night. And someone, like you said, and someone next door is charging 40 bucks a night. You know, it's, it kind of, when that, when another opportunity presents itself like this, um, possibly this Turo thing, there's nothing wrong with, um, I mean, you're not really juggling too many things, but you just see another opportunity that, Hey, maybe not a lot of people are paying attention to this. You know, it's not, there's not like a thousand, um, Turo pages out there. There's a thousand Airbnb, Airbnb, um, whatever pages out there, but Turo is still kind of a underground thing a little bit, you know, not a lot of people. Yeah. And one thing I do feel about Turo and hire car, I don't even think, I think they're still both in their infancy simply because they don't even have systems around them yet. From what I'm hearing, I'm hearing they don't have automations like Airbnb has. They don't have like, you know, calendar syncing and all that. Like, I think it's really in its infancy. So like, if you look at like even Airbnb, a lot of it got saturated because all these people putting all these automations behind it because it's damn easy to eat, automate a short-term rental nowadays. I mean, there's too many tools out there. You can, you ain't got to take care of messaging. You ain't got to take care of the cleaning. It, it's so many tools out there and so get people on board. It's, it's clockwork, you know? So mm-hmm. those tools aren't in place yet for like Turo. Um, and that brings me to another uh, share economy tool, which is PeerSpace. PeerSpace would take off immediately if they just, if day one PeerSpace would have went with the iCal link, they would have took off immediately, immediately. Like it would have been like that immediately. Like, you know, that was all it needed. But I think they're working on it. But yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, car rentals are definitely in its infancy. If you can get in now, get you a fleet up, create a brand behind the fleet, take everything you've learned from Airbnb and apply it, apply it, uh, and apply it to uh, hire car or, or Turo, man, you'll be in there because you know how to create a brand. You know how to get customers directly to you. Those things aren't yet there on those brand on Turo and the hire car. Right, right, right. If they are, I don't know about them. Oh, cool. You know, someone else that's going to, they talked about hopping on our show. Um, it, they put a post on, I don't know if it was Airbnb automated or one of those Facebook pages, mm-hmm. but, um, let me, let me pull them up real quick. Um, so I can get their name. Uh, uh it's a the scooters, you know, like the, the little, um, you know, like limes and shit like that, that you ride on the little scooters you can go scoot around town in, I think it's called Mount scooter, scooter fleet. Um, anyways, he, he came on or he went on there to, to, um, Airbnb automated and said, Hey, who wants to have a scooter at, at your Airbnb that your guests can use and don't worry, we insure it and everything like that. If something happens, it's not under you. And then plus you keep 45% of the profit. Mm-hmm. So you're providing a free scooter for these people to, well, free. I mean, every time they use it, they're going to pay money, but 
and so I reached out to I reached out to him and said, "Hey, that's a good idea. You know, have some have some in Dallas that might be in a good location for that." Because he said, "Reach out to me and we'll see if it's a, if the location works." Talking about Maddie. Is that Matt? Is that him? You talked to him already? Not, her, not him. The the Maddie is also partnered with that group. Yeah, uh, I'm Maddie working Rifkin, on getting that yeah. in, in my Arkansas units. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've had a meeting with him so far, and it sounds good. So we're we're working on the uh, details on it. Yeah, did he send you the chart of the pricing and stuff like that? Uh, no, I did a uh, webinar, a Zoom, Zoom meeting with them. Okay, yeah. So there's, Maddie, though. Yeah, yeah well, that's his name, Maddie. Yeah, her, yeah Maddie. It's girl, or it's a girl. Okay, sorry. Maddie Rifkin. Yeah, Maddie Rifkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, really I mean, a good idea. That's a real good idea, man. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're in a, in a good area where, you know, they, they're close to like restaurants, shops, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you can provide that. That'll give you a leg up on your other. That'd be like on my first first picture on the first page. You know, here's the living room. Here's a little scooter sitting there waiting for you. Boom. Value add. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that goes back to like what Airbnb turn, short term rentals turn into value adds. And that's a perfect one. Yeah. 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 Have a little smart car out there for him. Hey, here you go. Fly in. You got everything. Oh, dude. That's <laughs> the thing that, you know what, what an underserved market is. And we, we, I was at that investment thing and Jay brought it up. Electric car chargers. That is a very underserved market right now. Electric vehicles do not have enough stations. And what I found out was Tesla pays people to install those things. Pays people. To install those things, they will give you money. I was like, "What?" I was, I was like, "What?" Yeah, like so, like these people with like a lot of these commercial land and like building and development, put a damn Tesla charging station on it. They will pay you. So yeah, that's that's a plug right there. Now the electricity, you have to pay for that shit though, right? That I don't know. I'm pretty sure. You, I mean, but shit, if you you should be able to cover the cost on that though. If you the electricity, and then let's say you're doing a short-term rental with it, because you're charging them, then you're charging. Yeah, them. I pass it on to the guest. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They can plug in all they want, but you gotta get. They can, we're gonna charge you for it. Yeah, that's see, that's a good idea. See, that's that's something I hadn't thought about the the cost of it. Because I know the, I know the cost of installing. I don't think they'll pay you to do that, but yeah, the monthly recurring costs. I never thought uh-huh. about. You know what I'm seeing now too? I've I've gone to some um apartments. I wouldn't say ghetto, but a little bit, you know, on the lower end. <laughs> they go check some out that don't have hookups in the in the apartments for washer dryer, but they have like an on-site, you know, yep. washeteria type thing with about, I don't know, five or six washers, five or six dryers. But they're all doing um the app thing now to to pay for your washing machine and your dryer they don't they're they're i guess they might still take coins or something but they do you download an app you go in there and you just pay with your app and it starts that machine so i was like that's pretty cool you know (laughs) so if you if you if you are and i've heard like some people say that people use the hell out of their washer and dryers at their places right so um that yeah that costs money so if you could start getting that you know whatever app operated <laughs> washer and dryer yeah. and then people have to pay for that shit i remember you told the story a long time ago the dude was washing that one work shirt over and over again <laughs> yeah like somebody like him yeah you need to charge him man. yeah it's, yeah because it, it is people that overuse the washer but i mean you know what i found out though that's a pricing thing if you get a better and, and I, I, how you were saying earlier it's a race to the bottom 
Patience is key nowadays, I notice too, because if you're willing to keep your price higher and then give a discount, people pay to stay, stay long-term and they'll pay a higher rate. Like we just had a dude book for 77 nights at like 90 a night. I'm like, damn, that's what we want. You know what I'm saying? Because, but we're priced really high and he got a discount down to 90 a night. Shit, that's, we winning. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So being patient and not just diving your prices to the bottom, that, that'll help you too. Yeah. It's hard to be patient though. Right. But it's, it's worth it. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta use uh um we use um we use a little bit of uh what's it called price labs, but we uh-huh. have our price lab site set real high, and then we also use um what is it rule set pricing as well through your porter. So we give like little discounts here and there, but man, it's, it works perfect. Mm. Yeah, nice man, nice. So where is the STR world going, Micah? Uh, it's going to value whoever can provide the most value is going to have the best short-term rental in the area and it's going to who's being innovative you got to be innovative you have to have a certain customer that you can target Um, you need to be networking and partnering finding people to partner with like the partnership I told you about with the golf courses Uh, it's just man just becoming a business owner you know I kept telling people at the beginning of this man the short-term rental community um, or the Airbnb world has created a created a non-business minded business owner, meaning you, mm. you're just depending upon Airbnb, and you know it's just not a good thing to do, in my opinion. But you know, but you can find success doing that. No, you don't ever get me wrong. You can find success doing that. But like last March hit, and people were scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know, man. Um, how much Do- Dogecoin did you buy? I didn't buy any. <laughs> I heard about it. I've seen it going up and down. But now one good thing about these coins, and I think it was Ellie Paget that talked about it on Clubhouse and Facebook. People are starting to accept Bitcoin through their short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested in that. Um, I don't know... I don't know how you would convert it though. Cause you still have bills, right? And mortgage company ain't taking no damn Bitcoin, but you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I kind of want to see like the logistics of that. Cause people are starting to do that. You know, it is funny. You should say that. Cause um, a friend, I won't even say who it is in the family a friend, someone in the family, they hit me up and they called, they started asking me about Bitcoin. I was like, Oh, what do you want to know? It's like, well, I'm paying for this um, streaming service, you know, one of those streaming services online where you yeah. get all the movies and all that shit, you know, underground, whatever. Yeah. And, um, but they want to accept, they want to do everything through Bitcoin. So they're telling me mm. to get to this site where I can convert. I don't know. I can do something and, and it pays them out in Bitcoin or whatever. And I was like, Oh shit. I don't know. I guess that that's good for those streaming, you know, those underground streaming services. There'll be no trace, right? Everything's through the, yeah. through the, the, through the crypto world. But um, no, but that so there is a way. I mean, there's there's they're becoming a way to to use it more um, to pay to pay all your shit. Um, That's interesting. I was, I, yeah, I was gonna say uh, a friend of the show who wants to be on the show, and it's like you better hop on the show, man. Uh, do you know Amir Amir Bloom? Yeah, talk yeah. my H Town partner. <laughs> you see how much money he made in the in the dog, dog doggy coin, man, dog coin. 
<laughs> some people in my mastermind group, man, that just that hit big on that dog. Millionaires now. And he said, well, he's already 28. He, he broke it down. He's real cool, dude. He broke it down for me. Like he said, in 2017 was the first time he became a crypto millionaire. He made, you know, I guess everything shot up in 2017. But he kind of like, well, the way he invests in crypto, he's not one of these day traders. He said he'll find some, he'll spread it out over, you know, some coins and just sit and wait, you know, year after year, just sit and wait until, until mm. one of these explosions happens, just like the doggy coin, dodge coin, whatever. And so 2017, everything shot up yep. and he, and he made almost $3 million in 2017 and <laughs> fucking cryptos, dude. And so of course he pulled out, you know, he pulled out about that much and left some, left some on the table still, you know? And um, so he became a millionaire. Like he just ain't it all nonchalant. He just became a crypto millionaire in, in 2017. And then in 20, and then this, this dog Dodge coin thing happened. He made like $579,000 off the Dodge. <laughs> in four hours. He God. said he bought it. He bought it uh, like four years ago before it was all anything right. before Elon was tweeting about it. See, you know what? I'm happy he did it the smart way because I'm hearing Ethereum's next. Now I just I'm just trying to make a Coinbase account, but they ain't emailing me back. Those sons of bitches, so I might have to do it through a new email. You can, I want, a, you can buy it through um, Robinhood. Really? Oh no, Ethereum. man! Robinhood be screwing everybody, man. They said Robinhood be robbing the hood. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you can buy Ethereum on Robinhood. You can buy Doggy Coin and and of course Bitcoin. Now, do you, you, all right. Okay, so I can do it on Robinhood. Okay, I'm, I'm downloading Robinhood now. Let me get my face ID in. Okay, so I can do it on Robinhood. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm going to start doing it then, man. I'm going to hop in, dude. I'm hopping all the way in. I'm Because uh, I was like, man, after Doggy Coin hit, I'm like, all right, I got to get in on this crypto shit. So <laughs> I was like, man, I ain't missing no more waves. But I think, I mean, there's a, there's a use for it though. There's a use for it big time. Okay. See, I, I missed yeah. it. Did you did you have any doggy coin or oh I bought it whenever it whenever it, uh, like <laughs> the day after, you know. Oh like, man. <laughs> but still, I'm just gonna buy and hold it. I think it's gonna I I think what doggy coin has going for it is it's a celebrity now. Everybody knows about it and a lot of people are gonna start buying it, right? Elon. Elon, yeah. To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. And then, um, (laughs) and so I think a lot of what's going to happen with doggy coin, it already is happening. Like the, like snack foods and dog foods and stuff like that are going to start like putting it on their products. Mm. You know, start giving it away. It's only like 32 cents a coin right now, but they're going to start like um, uh, affiliate marketing with it, you know, because it is a celebrity. It's it's a popular thing now. It's a meme. It's a meme stock. If you say, you know, it's a meme stock. Wait a minute. But doggy coins, 32 cents a coin. It's 32 cents a coin. Yeah. Okay. Go buy you a thousand of that. <laughs> and um, and so anyways. Yeah, it was it was it went up to like forty something like yesterday, but it's like down at like thirty two now. But anyways, I think it's gonna it's good it is gonna get to the one dollar mark. I think so because just because of the celebrity status because it's popular. Mm. So that's our Bitcoin Bitcoin talk, or that's our crypto talk for the day. 
Yeah. It's mainstream now. It's mainstream. Definitely is, man. It, people hitting off of it. So if I, shit, I might buy me about five thousand of that thirty-two <laughs> cents. Shit, man. <laughs> Boy, man, I'm about to go start hop- hopping on this Robin Hood. Hope they don't rob my ass. Rob the <laughs> Robin the Hood. I like. Yeah, that. that's what they tell me. They say Robin Hood out here robbing the hood. <laughs> oh man, this is a good show. Good, good, good to get back in the saddle, man. Yes, sir. Saddle. Good to be back good. on the in the LLT studio. In the LLT studios, yes, sir. Uh, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram, Clubhouse, TikTok. Well, I ain't really on TikTok, but Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook. <laughs> Um, yeah, just hit us up, email us, live, let thrive at gmail.com. You can find me back on the bigger pockets forum. I've been, I've been on there tough again, man, meeting some incredible people blowing my mind with their knowledge. So yeah, man, you can hit us up. You can follow us. By the way, if you, if you, um, send me a friend request on Facebook, please say you're a fan of the show or something like, I don't, it's, it gets kind of weird with all the people sending the Forex traders and they're sending your friend requests. So I need to make sure I know you or you know of me because, yeah, those weirdos are out there. So Yeah, and if you're wearing a thong, guy or girl, yeah, I'm probably not going to approve you. <laughs> <laughs> I just examine the page a little bit, make sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, that's that's this is a great show. It's fun doing this. It's always I always learn a lot from talking to you. Are you still heavy on the clubhouse? Uh, I've been on and off. Uh, I hopped on today. I uh, talked with our guy. Talk with a friend of the show. I hopped in one of his rooms. Um, Fearless Kyle. So y'all definitely tune in. Uh, Kyle Stanley. So I definitely was on stage with him, and we had a real good combo. Um, talking about branding, talking about which is the best arbitraging, buying or co-hosting. And I am really tempted to hop into this co-host model after these next ones. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all know about that because I am hearing the risks are way lower and I oh, yeah. believe it. So, yeah, big time. Yeah, because I know two people became millionaires off co-hosting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We had one on our show, Julie George. Two on our show. Oh, two on our show. Julie and... Uh, What's her name from Colorado? Oh, crap. I'm bad with right. names. <laughs> Ziana McIntyre. There we go. Z- oh, yeah, Ziana. Uh, they all co-host, man. I was like, I need to look into this. So I'm going to do some – I'm get my spectacles on and do a little research. Hell, yeah. Well, cool. It's been a great show. We'll see you all on the flip side. We are out. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.